0: Welcome to the Ape Talks. As always, this is your host, Mr. Ape. And I hope you enjoy the 30th installment of me talking to someone else. And once again, Ahmed. I could be delusional, but maybe I just saw something at an angle I shouldn't have seen. You know, maybe sometimes you take a little peek at the corner of the street where you shouldn't have looked. You know, sometimes we read to the last page of the book before finishing it. And now we're destroyed and sad because we know Hisoka and Hunter X. Hunter died because I was typing on YouTube Hisoka's theme song and it came up, Hisoka death. And now I'm de- devastated, you okay. know? Sometimes we see things we shouldn't see. You know, sight is a, <laughs> is a fucking headache sometimes. You know, sight, what we see is unexplainable. Our senses in itself is a lot, right? It's not just one. It's not just what I see. It's what I feel, what I taste, what I smell, what I touch. And all these things, you know, it's... And combined, it's like one sense. It's always giving you feedback. And it's easy to forget how powerful each one is.
1: <laughs> That's the tricky thing about perspective. You can see things that sometimes maybe falls. Yeah. It's the root of delusion, perspective. You don't have the time to process it to really understand what's going on, but your brain does. Almost every time, all the time. We don't really acknowledge that our mind is making sense of everything without us even realizing it consciously.
0: It can't be intentional. And everything we do with our senses, can we make them relax us if we do them intentionally too? Like, I can't personally imagine myself relaxing if I'm trying intentionally to relax. Like, you can have a million dollars go to the best spa But if you're trying too hard, too intensely, or if you're just trying sometimes, it's some things that won't work, right?
1: Uh, But uh, think about uh, meditation. It's trying and not trying at the same time.
0: (laughs) That's the confused meditator's perspective, Uh, right?
1: Maybe, I don't know.
0: I only got to that state a few times a long time ago. I used to actually do it because I was just so bored that I had nothing going on, that I had the time to sit down. And do it. And when you have nothing, the, the, really nothing going on that you can do that. To me, I, that's how I can do that. Some people know how to have the power to do it. in immense stress, you know, some very famous teachers of this art would tell people, go meditate in like the place where they make trades in the, in New York City, in like one of those floors where they're running around with telephones. The screaming. most
1: loud... Uh environments
0: yeah, exactly if you can still do it there okay you know how to meditate it becomes like a competition in a disgusting way but like um the, the whole point is actually not to try anything it's people are so self-conscious should i think this am i allowed to feel this should i not feel this, this is a very common misconception some people say you should categorize everything uh, because so many people are so inconsistent with the actual way you do it whereas you just do it and you just get used to sitting there you just it's as simple as just getting used to sitting here. I'm just getting comfortable now. I'm learning how to at least do it comfortably. Maybe I maybe I have to lay down to do it. Maybe I have to sit with all these fucking pillows and I can't cross my legs like fucking I don't know Houdini motherfucker what, you know? You have to sit in a comfortable way. And if you have the time and you, even if you have the worries because the point is to get you comfortable with the worries so that you can have some time in the day to relax. And you get to that point where everything you hear, it just becomes, oh, okay, yeah, that's the car, yeah, that's the loud noise of a dog, yeah. And you, you start noticing everything, and it becomes kind of like almost automatic, but you don't have any reaction to anything anymore. And then it's just this, you can start slowly beginning to silence your brain. When you keep focusing on the breath, you get to the point where it actually turns off for a few seconds. And it actually, oh my god, it happened again, and it, oh, I got it to be quiet for a minute, not a minute, that's crazy, but like 10 seconds, wow, that's impressive, you know, you actually, it worked for 10 seconds, and like I got to a point where I could sit for 30 minutes, and like maybe have like 6 thoughts, like it's it was crazy, how I, but I had nothing going on, and I had been doing it for 2 months straight every day for like 2 hours, because I would listen to books and music, okay, turn them off, now take, take the earpods off, and continue sitting the way I was sitting anyway you know meditate meditate yeah but you're not trying to do anything you know, you just have to get comfortable with sitting with yourself that's the whole art of it it's it's not a competition some people have to say that rules you're not allowed to listen to music you're not allowed to do this or that i would listen to music and meditate at the same time it's much more difficult but like what i remember how i told you sometimes if i like a song i'll leave it on loop for eight hours because mm-hmm. they really understand it I'm not being pretentious. I just what what happens to me is I begin to enjoy it more the more I listen. If it's a really good song that takes 8 hours to learn and understand, then it's worth listening to for 8 hours. Okay, you can't do that. You have to like that song.
1: And if uh, if it's not you you'll get bored before the 8 hours. You'll get just sick of it and just remove it. But if you have you have it in you to just listen to it on loop for 8 hours, which means it, it's worth it.
0: Yeah. I don't know there's a lot of interesting things you notice like in listening to the same a a song is different than a movie because music is a lot like meditation because the longer you listen to something on loop the more it becomes like almost rhythmic almost natural like you know how the sound of the AC is in the background in the background but still listening to it it's weird and music you don't get bored from music I don't know if you've ever been you can't really get bored whilst listening to music it activates a certain thing inside you with movies no it's different
1: it's it's different because you you'll have to concentrate you have to watch you have to invest your thoughts in it
0: but what's really fucking crazy about music what happens is you physically can't get bored like let's say i'm depressed like if i'm listening to a song about depression or whatever about sad music or whatever i'll start i'll start feeling something but i won't be bored if i'm really angry i'll listen to really angry music and then i'll start feeling anger but i'm not bored you know like it, that's what's so powerful about music, you know. With a movie, to rewatch a movie, it has to be fucking good. Yeah. Like I can't rewatch a show. I can't. That's insane. Yeah. I can't rewatch it. Like I've only there are only like a handful of movies that I, I'm willing to rewatch with friends. Very big shot that Lebanese movie, uh, Scarface.
1: Yeah, some exceptions, but. Pulp Fiction. But uh, originally, no.
0: Yeah, like, uh, like barely a hand, maybe maybe less than th- this much. Yeah,
1: exceptions.
0: The amount of dark episodes that are in the Simpsons are horrific. Like the one about Homer getting cancer and realizing he only has like a couple hours to live and he's listening to how to how to be okay with death cassettes in the living room. This was a children's show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Now they do. Now we're all sensitive. But back then, bro, they would make these amazingly powerful. Like only the Jap Now the only people who are still doing it are the Japanese. Look at the, the really good anime I told you about. With only 12 episodes what's that called
1: The Promised Neverland
0: The Promised Neverland Neverland bro that's wow that's the perfect execution of I is it bro. for kids man
1: Yeah It's scary for kids
0: Exactly but still it looks The whole idea It is looks like, for kids but it's not Look at for look at kids. the look at the cover of the thing you know It looks like a bunch of kids running on the playground or something you know okay Is it is it good as a kid to watch this shit Well it won't hurt Okay, this is the perspective of my carpenter okay, okay. <clears throat> you know he's a very rough guy <clears throat> he he's very tough on his kids he he doesn't he like he he'll bring them onto the construction site and yell at them what what the fuck are you doing, doing this? you know tough guy okay he he Typical. He's a very hard guy hard life this is his he makes money by cutting wood and putting them together you know and creating shit with wood so you know me and I have got to know each other a lot like I've told you and the way he is with his sons is very harsh I mean you know what's still acceptable to me but like you know there's no room for mistakes you know what the fuck are you he's always on the rass he's always on the rass what the fuck are you doing here come here pray this here. why are you holding it? hold it tighter look look at you stupid fuck why are you holding it? Look, look what happens when you hold it you know it's like that
1: well but, but it's not healthy man come on it's too extreme
0: this is let me explain to you his entire perspective before you make this okay. quick assumption. But what but like what I do agree with him with is you do need like someone to push you to give a fuck. Like
1: life will will push you. You don't you don't need the extra pressure. Life will eventually push you to do your own things. You'll get there no matter what.
0: Going back to Miyazaki. There's a video of him yelling at his son, his son is an animator wants to be just like his father. Destroys him, you know, walks out of the movie. I'm against that completely. Yeah,
1: exactly. It destroys him.
0: But while, let's say, while, let's say if the Miyazaki, his father was with him while he was making the movie, yelling at him there, telling him, make it better, like this is not meaningful enough, you fucker. There's no, there's no soul in this part. In this scene, there's nothing. You know, if he was there, yeah, okay, because he cares. And that's what, that's his perspective. That's the carpenter's perspective. If he's not doing what he's doing, his kids are not going to be ready. For when life really hits them in the face, and he he cares about them so much that he wants to do it in advance, he has he has an early delivery, bang, and I want you to be prepared in this safe environment because if you make a mistake, I to pick you up. That's his perspective, and I understand that. And to some degree, I, I agree with that and sympathize. Now that depends, okay? Like if I have money to, I don't. Have, if my kids, I know they're gonna be okay. They're gonna get an education. They're not growing up in a rough neighborhood where. Where it's very dangerous, they're not, you know, I'm gonna be different. But, like, let's say I'm growing up in a place where <clears throat> I have no money. I'm, gonna, I'm a man, I have no money to pay for the food and medicine of my kids. I'm gonna be a lot more different than the typical, you know, hi, I love you. you know, I have to be harsh with them, I have to be tough with them. Like, I have to let them understand this is not going to be a fun childhood but this is mm-hmm. going to be the childhood that's that you need to survive
1: why bringing them from the first place
0: because i didn't have a condom and that's just what happens in poverty <laughs> you know what i mean uh, that's what you, happens you
1: can always pull out
0: <laughs> but you know what i mean that's majority of like we don't have good birth contraception and poverty you know like when you have no money you know when you're broke no fucking. it's
1: not that they wanted to have kids those people wanted to have kids. Not all of them. No, they do. Especially in our environment, in this society, they do. It's the big deal having kids. So I want you to go and ask him, did you really want to get kids? And he'll, he'll tell you, yeah, of course I want it. We planned for this.
0: Maybe. Maybe he didn't want those kids. But at the same time, man, like he tell, it's his biggest regret and his biggest, and his most meaningful thing at the same time. I'm not saying all oh, marriage is bad. I'm just saying it's rough. It's not easy because it's a lot of responsibility, and it's not gonna. It's not easy to maintain this relationship. It's not like a friendship, Ahmed. You know, I. It's not like okay, me and Ahmed are married. Bye. I'm gonna see you next week. No, like people live together. People have to deal, tolerate each other, on their worst every, moments. You know,
1: most every decision they're gonna make, they're gonna make together.
0: Yeah, it's not like friendship. It's different. Uh, it's very intense, very exhausting.
1: It's strict.
0: It's strict and you need to be able to come to an agreement, you know, it's not something like I can just do with a friend. It's another kind of relationship. There's another kind of vulnerability even.
1: So much commitment.
0: Like I can't wait to see your reaction when you have your little Ahmed in your laps. Oh no! Like when your girlfriend tells, "I'm pregnant." No. (laughs) And then I'm like, "Oh my god!" He has your eyebrows and your bald spots. (laughs) Uh, You know, he's 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 a full-fledged painter. You know what I mean?
1: He has a brush in his hand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. That's gonna be crazy. man i feel like it looks it it ages you quick like if it's a now most now some people may have a very pleasant marriage but like on some people's faces you can see how many years they've been married
1: (laughs) and with kids it gets much worse
0: oh my with boys i think Uh, i like every guy i know like they're like i wish i had boys i mean every guy who has boys like i wish i had girls Every guy who has girls, I wish I had one boy. Yeah. And then the guy with the boy tells him, y- you're lucky you have girls. <laughs> and then the guy with the girl tells him, no, 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 I wish I had, that come with their own problems, you know. I don't know. I, I thought for a while, like when I got my dog, I didn't know she, I thought she was male. I'm so happy she turned out to be female because <laughs> male, German shepherds are twice as hard because they're way more aggressive and they're way more difficult. Females are way easier to do. Like in the long term, they get a lot calmer males no they get aggressive you know what i mean they, they're mm. not gonna be gentle be a bit rougher a bit tougher a bit more like i want to show whose territory this really is i'm gonna challenge you it's
1: much more a competitive relationship
0: exactly whereas with the female one i can relax i know she's not like every time she tries to test me i calm her down quick i tell her no this is not okay relax and she's like okay i'm sorry it's okay we're together. we're still friends i still love you come here you know it's like that Sometimes I maybe get angry at her, not more than 10 minutes, I, I look away from her. And the cu- time I come back, she's like, I'm sorry, you know,
1: <laughs> that's cute.
0: Yeah. Like it's it's clear. But with a, if I had a boy, I, had, I would have to like scream a lot louder. No, I'd have to be a lot tougher. I'd have to walk with a different energy. I'd have to walk. I can walk kind of silly around my dog now because, you know, she, she's not as aggressive as if she was if she was a male German shepherd. I'd, I mean, I would have to show him I'm tough. Or else he would test me occasionally. Oh yeah, I'm really tough.
1: And do they test you just for fun or is it...
0: Whenever they suspect. Okay, they test you if you haven't raised them well enough. Where, let's say, you hit dogs. The reason no one hits dogs who understands anything about dogs is then the dog learns, okay, this person is hitting me. All right. When he's weak, I'm going to hit him back. Or anyone else who who doesn't... Like, I'm going to start taking out this rage on other people now. Because let's say, oh... I, I learned maybe I can't bite him because he, he hurts me back if I bite him. So I'm not going to bite him. But that boy, little boy, won't bite me if I will. He can't do anything to me. He's small, not like the big one. You know? It's an animal. You're dealing with an animal. Yeah. You have to respect the animal. You have to you have to have a certain respect to this dog. I'm not talking about a poodle here, You know, <laughs> you know? I'm talking about a fucking German Shepherd it gives you protection it gives you like the bond you have with the german shepherd loyalty it's not like a bond you have with a with a poodle or a bond you have with a labrador yes you can have a bond with a labrador yes it can be a good bond but the german shepherd will only be in love with one person will like this this german shepherd will die for this for me you know like my dog fucking loves me to death and it's it's a lot of work to raise her well to teach her not to do these bad things but at the same time, like, it's tolerable with everything I'm doing, you know? And like, it's, at the same time, imagine with kids.
1: Yeah, much worse.
0: You're not going to be like... You're going to give up your life. You're not just going to give up your life. You're going to have to adopt a new mentality of thinking, okay, my kids are my priority because I love them so much. I'm going to have to be so hard on them. I have to raise them in a certain way because I want them to be prepared. You know? This is Why are all those parents nagging you? Imagine what you would do. If you were so frustrated to the point where it was nothing, you you couldn't do anything but nag. You know, it's like almost frustration. Okay. It's like a bad German Shepherd trainer. Do this, do this, but at the same time, enforcement does work. Like uh, like reinforcing the same idea to a dog works. As long as you give it a nice reward or treat right after you do it. So it learns that reinforcement comes with a positive treat afterwards. What most parents don't do, "Ah!" and then they stop. And then they... Fuck you, go back to your room. You're, you're punished. Don't talk to me tonight. Go do your homework and I will see it done tomorrow. What my Najjar does, what my construction, why I respect him so much, why I think he's a good father, is after he yells at his son and he gives him a taste of what happens in the real world, because he made the small mistake with the wood, this, this would cost us this much if I really let you make that mistake, or whatever, he comes here and tells him, you know, he'd like, he's nice with him. You know, and his son is always smiling around him. You can tell on his son's face. The son is okay. He's not a fake smile. It's not. I've seen. I know what a fake smile looks like. It's like I love you, Dad. You know that that father always comes back to his son, and like you know, they always sit down and laugh. It, they're not always on that serious. Like some fathers are always serious with their kids. Always, like a really good example of God is God of War. The guy from God of War, the way he is with his son, is terrifying. After, the game. Yeah, like uh, after his mother, like the new one. The mother, the wife dies, and then ever son, he's like preparing his son, because his mother is human, and he's a god in this game, right? And the son is half god, half human, and he's preparing the, the son to one day grow up, and he has to go on this adventure on the top of a mountain with his son to get something for his mother to oh, to lay her ashes, I think, and like on the adventure, his son learned, and he's it's so rough like there are but there are some small little things that are so crazy like he'd be walking and he's about his son just did something really good he's about to put his hand on his son's back to pat him but he takes it away like no I can't I have to stay strong with him he needs to be on point he needs to be sharp like he wants to give him a hug and love him you know I think this is a big misconception parents some parents have where they think they need to be harsh all the time in order to 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 teach them what life is no you you give a reward a treat you tell them I love you play with the dog you know, not necessarily food just attention. It's not always yeah fuck you fuck well, you. That,
1: that way it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna need more work more focus to be able to balance between where they should have been tough and where they're not supposed to be that tough. So the easy way is to be tough all the way or easy all the way. It depends on the pair.
0: I think no one should be allowed to have kids until they go to a, like a facility where they give you a German Shepherd and you have to train it. <laughs> and you can't have kids until you pass this exam. Then you come, come back with, like a, you know, with a dog that listens to you and is not afraid of you, it respects you but is not afraid of you and loves you. And once the dog is okay, they, they see how you live with the dog, you raise it correctly and you can apply this basic principle. This so sm- This thing I'm learning just from a dog that I can see how it can be applicable but again what you learn in fighting is you know all the basic lessons but can you remember them when you're tired exhausted and angry no you it forget needs practice you forget to keep your hands up protecting your head when you're exhausted you forget to do all these little things it's the same thing with parenting like okay maybe i learned how to raise a dog and i'm a guy i passed this little test but now i have two kids in front of me and they're driving me crazy and they're twins and they're jumping on my bed and i'm fucking angry what are you going to do then?
1: Yeah, it's not going to be easy but it's going to be easier when you pass that test, you know? It's it's a it's a really great idea, I think. You think so? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think everyone should have a German shepherd.
1: It's it's so much humane. It's not like you, Mr. Ape.
0: You think I'm not humane? Well, I'm an ape. Well, yeah, I, you try
1: to be evil sometimes.
0: I try to, How do I try to be evil? I don't know if I try to be evil, man. I think I try and be like I'll talk about some dark shit. Okay, yeah, sometimes I make some rough jokes too, right? But in the end of the day, man, like, I, I, humor is so important. Like, the first basic thing to what I do is making two people sit down and enjoy each other's company and at least get... Let's say I have someone who so fucking hates me and is angry and I I'm, I still want to do a podcast for whatever fucking reason with that person. There is no way I can do that episode unless that person is comfortable, right? It's impossible. Like, I, like, when I get to that person sitting opposite of me, let's say, who fucking is hating me, fuming me, the first thing I have to do is to start being silly and goofy and make, make some jokes and shit, make him calm down, make uh, make fun of myself, make fun of him, make fun of each other, laugh, and then, okay, now, how about this idea? I'm like, oh, okay, you made me laugh, fine, all right, what about that, hmm. uh, you know? so Breaking the ice. It's more than that. It's like the breaking, breaking the mountain. It's like building a tunnel through a mountain to, to drive your cars through, to pass the ideas, the cars that pass ideas back and forth. Okay, ice is easy. Anyone has an ice, but can crack an ice. Go break a mountain. Go break a building. It's a lot of work. You know. just the, the easiest, most powerful machine that can b- roll through this building or this mountain that you're trying to kill a, a hole through is just by putting all your walls down, all your weapons down, right like what do people do when their weapons are down they sit down and they laugh because i learned something very important i never make a quick assumption about someone's ideologies just like this from a first impression you know i made this on experts on fields that i went in to learn from later on and they're like wow why did i make this quick assumption on this person you know i really before i really like of course i'm gonna have a first impression but there's nothing i can do about that i'm fucking i'm an animal but after a certain point in time you learn to sit through each person's impression and understand it. Like, okay, where does this come from? Where? Okay, because he loves his kids. Okay, you begin to understand. And then when you have an opinion of it, you have at least somewhat of a slightly educated opinion on it. You're not completely talking out of your ass. Mm. So do you feel a slight anxiety when you sit with a microphone?
1: Of course, man. You're natural.
0: I'm not natural. I'm very. I have to be very, very scripted. At least psychologically in the way I behave to do this. I have to script.
1: You you, ha- you have to put yourself in a certain... Mindset. Mindset, talking. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's not natural. There's nothing natural about this. To say this is natural.
1: You're like, you're born for this, you know?
0: Wow, that's a big compliment. I'm
1: not saying you're born. You're giving, but, me, you're
0: giving me too much compliments today.
1: Think about it. When someone tells you, okay, I've been talking like for 15-20 minutes straight. And oh, there's a microphone. You for you just forget about the microphone, which means you, you're born for this. Any, say, any stupid they, fuck? You, no, no. Sp- just when they when when you go to shoot something, some video, forget about the camera, right? Yeah, you you just do it. You forget about the microphone. Just go
0: go on. But television. any stupid fucking talk for twenty minutes and not shut up and not listen to the other person. You know what I mean? it's it's difficult and even what i still really struggle with is finding when to stop talking like sometimes i have a guest who's in the mood like you are now who's just yeah i don't feel like talking too much and then i have to gauge the situation like okay i have to talk a little bit more today Hmm. and instinctually this is built in because of my father who's really against me talking a lot because, you know, imagine raising this fucker who doesn't shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my dad instilled in me, you never sit down with another person and talk more than 50%. Oh, so God. I don't I don't know. I, like, it confused me so much. Because I would have some friends who, like you, I don't understand why. Because my father instilled this idea, no one can enjoy listening to you. The most powerful person in the room is the quietest person. He would always tell me that. I would be sitting in my room on the phone with friends. I remember when I was in middle school, my dad would come into my room like, I heard you talking a lot. Shut up. Let him talk. <laughs> like, why are you talking too much? It's not a skill. To me, this is, this, is the stupid, this is the biggest mistake I can be making is talking more than I'm listening. And I'm still doing it. Because fuck it, you know I'm I'm trying to get rid of that way of thinking because it's not entirely correct because it depends on the situation and the guest. Exactly, who... yeah. Like if I have a guest who doesn't want to talk.
1: I'm sure when when your dad was talking about you having a podcast, he was just talking about you having a con- normal conversation.
0: No, but I think this is a normal. This is the whole thing, you know. It's a normal conversation, as normal as I fucking can make it while skipping all the shit i have to keep in my head to make this a good episode like how to link the end to the beginning and make it all connected and whatever you know and even if it's in a silly way i hope it's a funny way at least so eh, fuck it it works
1: yeah but but there's like 50 minutes that need to be filled by someone talking in a normal situation not having a podcast it wouldn't be a big deal if the two of you were just sitting for like 10 minutes and no one's talking it's uh-uh. not the same situation like you said before in a podcast it's different you you have to use the skill
0: when we were sitting in the car and you were driving really fast and listening to like loud heavy metal around the streets remember that night that we didn't say anything for like 20 minutes or so yeah. we didn't talk right i love those moments with my friends to me i love them why because it's instinctually ingrained from my childhood bravo bravo good boy good boy good job good job that's good that's good so to me that's like that's like so much endorphins going off in the back like whenever there's a moment to sit in silence i'll try and do it because it makes me feel really good to do it because it's what i was raised to be taught that's good to listen
1: Reinforced to do it
0: Reinforced, but at the same time like i love to talk this is where i get fucked (laughs) you know what i mean this is where i get fucked hey it's um...
1: No, it's uh, it's a good thing that you can find this peaceful uh, feeling in both situations. Either it's you're talking or sitting in silence.
0: Maybe if you say it that way, yeah, it's good. I see how you can say it like, yeah, I guess it's good then. But like, uh, I remember, I like, I once dated this girl who talked a lot. Like, I still talk to her a lot. Like, I haven't seen her in three years. And it was like fun stuff, silly stuff that I didn't really give a fuck about. But it was just nice to hear someone talk so much. And, you know, my dad always told me, like, you you don't talk as much as anyone else, especially if you're dating that person. You (laughs) let them talk more. You shut up. You let them get that shit out of their chest. You absorb that energy off them and let them relax. Let them feel like they released. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I will do that. And every time I had a girlfriend, like most of the time, they were quiet. And dude, I go fuck. What am I gonna do that? You know, and and then one day I met this girl who talked a lot, right? And I was dating her for a while, and she talked a lot, and I felt so good n- nodding to her like boring shit that I, I was loving it. I was loving every second of it, like it, like. And then you know what she said about me? And then I told her that it was like this, but I love those moments because like I say, I'm doing something really intense, difficult, complicated, heavy. And I get one of those voice notes from her, like, you know what this girl said about me? Remember when we were out that to that one coffee shop and she saw us? And like, I go on like that for two minutes. I'm like, oh, I love this. <laughs> I miss those days, you know, because I can sit back and fucking laugh. Like, oh, man, I don't have to worry with this with this girl. I can just sit and just be quiet. I don't have to worry. Life about is it. easy. Life is easy as much as like, but we still were really good friends. Like, she would talk about some stuff. I would just tell her, Yeah, it's okay. What are you going to do? I would say that same fucking thing through every hour of ramblings. But I would enjoy it. I really did enjoy listening to fucking rant on for hours. Because it was like, This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I was instinctually told to do.
1: Reinforced to.
0: Yeah. Like, I, to me, people say you should listen. To me, it fucking feels good to listen. Like, I. It's not okay. And
1: you can learn a lot by listening. You can only learn by listening. And learning gives us this nice feeling, you know? Sometimes you learn by talking, by describing something or by talking about an accident. You learn something. You, you open a new perspective that you didn't thought about before.
0: Yeah, because like when you're thinking thoughts inside your head, right? They may sound ridiculous or not until you say them out loud. And it's Sounds amazing. Sounds different. Sounds way different. And when you have another person to ping pong with, it's amazing. You're getting the feedback from another another mind. Oh, this is how they, they perceived it. Wow. I thought it was like this. Holy shit. Thank God I didn't do that because this guy said, oh, my God, now I see it.
1: And that's a new whole world.
0: Welcome to the fourth dimension, you know,
1: <laughs> for the, I was. I was watching some videos about the fourth dimension. It's something that we just can't imagine, like the number zero.
0: It's, it's like how I said in the beginning, you know, we have these senses and we just don't have this sense. Right. There's no way. We, let's say there's a million people fucking swimming around my face. Not bacteria like this. you scuba. could never know. I could never know who the fuck is going through here and what's going on there and whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's how uh, they describe the fourth dimension.
0: Like when you're under the ocean scuba diving at night and you only have one light and you don't see unless you po- it's like a horror game have you ever played a horror game with a flashlight yeah it's a little bit like that in scuba diving at night which is really but like you have to be really comfortable in the water before you start going on night dives you have to be comfortable with yourself in scary situations with yourself with yourself that's the most important thing in scuba diving you have to be very okay with being able to calmly do things in a procedural manner while panicking Okay I'm beginning to feel like I'm panicking Oh yeah I should consume more air right now That should calm me down Okay, You should talk to yourself the way a doctor looks at your body You know very robotically Like oh shit this is happening So
1: you'll have to know the procedure by heart
0: Kind of, yeah. That would be that would help.
1: <laughs> and there's no uh, no communication between you and of your, course uh, there's, there's hand there.
0: signs and shit. I'll take you one day when we go scuba diving. There's all these ways to communicate underwater, okay. but the most important, like when we're going on a night dive, dive. You're still even if you have a buddy in scuba diving, you're still always alone. In a dive, you're always alone. I don't give a fuck how good your buddy is if he's a rescue diver, certified or whatever. You're always you always have to look at it alone, and the body's emergency. In case I, I'm stupid enough to not look at my fucking gauge and run out of air. In case I'm stupid enough to have a panic here when I should have prepared myself in this situation. Going back to the father, preparing his kids. That's why I appreciate that. Because sometimes you can't make a mistake. And if you weren't trained how to be in that state, you know, of stress, how to operate in a state of stress, you will die. It's as simple as that. Like, <clears throat> I saw this really, really good girl at diving, right? When we went in, like in the water at night, she started panicking. Please help me with my tank. I have to, like, it's okay. Why and was she panicking? It was just scary. You're like, oh my god, my tank is loose. It's a night dive. You know, it's just that. It's just it's scary at night a little bit. You know, it's the anxiety of the unknown. You know, but for darkness. Me, it's the darkness. It's a little bit scary. Like I, my first night dive was terrifying and at night it's more beautiful because the predators are eating so you see like little catfish eating things and it's cute sometimes i've never seen anything that scary to be honest like nothing ever really scared me except for the noises i would hear
1: oh you hear noises i hear
0: some scary noises in the sea that i don't know what the fuck they are no one knows i asked my dive instructor who's been diving 20 years i don't know what that noise is
1: and how do you describe those sounds
0: like creeks of like a giant ship which could which could be like one of the giant sh- like uh container ships that are passing by, but it sounds like it's coming from down because in the water you don't hear up and down left, right like you do here you, it's much more difficult to know where something it's is' like coming from, from the inside and like every time I hear it, it's coming from deep, 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 more down like we're thirty five meters, but there's a couple cliffs you know the the reef here goes to two thousand meters in Lebanon, two thousand meters down, okay. So the, I, I just hear shit. Maybe it's a whale. It could be a very f- deep whale that's far away that I can just hear the... Mm, you know? I don't know, but I hear some, some, some weird noises. That's the only thing that scared me a bit.
1: And does it sound like organic or like you said, it's just crack?
0: <sighs> I don't know. It sounds too big for me to tell what, what it is. Oh, is it
1: th- too loud?
0: No, it just sounds like it's coming from something big. Like in physical mass size, it sounds massive. So it could either, it could be one of these big container ships creaking and the echo of the creek is coming to me. One of my dive instructors, Ali, he's only seen shark once and he's been diving for 10 years. No. Yeah, once. It was a scary, the way he described it was fucking terrifying too, I'd be scared. And like, it was the only time, I, you know, he took a little bit more air than he would usually. Uh-huh. Like, cause, um, I don't know, the way he described it to me was he was sitting on like, let's say there was a mountain, let's forget about the water, he was standing on this mountain and then there was this big drop on the edges of this mountain. And then he he was in the back and there were some people in front of him. And then he, all of a sudden he looks to his left and he sees like in, in thickness, like let's say one meter, one and a half, like one meter of thickness of meat of, of this giant beast to his left. And it just looks at him and it avoids him. It tries to avoid him and it avoids the divers in front of her. The shark and just... It like goes down under the mountain, you know, like a dragon floating. Uh, it
1: was really close.
0: Yeah, it was really close, but it was avoiding them. And like, like they were trying to, two other divers that he was with were trying to come. Hey, come! Uh, a lot of fucking divers like to chase and grab on the the fish, on the animals, but on the that's turtles. That's a shark. I know, but they want to take pictures and they want to look brave on Instagram and whatnot. So they they're running towards the shark to take a selfie or whatever with their GoPro, and the shark just avoided them perfectly and went under. <laughs> to me this has been in my mind a bad episode because i've been talking too much it's almost been like therapy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like you you um like the feedback i'm getting from you is as much feedback as you'd get from like a therapist but more you're giving me like you ta- you're still talking to me like no, a th- it's
1: a good episode if, if you're feeling like it's therapy so it's beneficial
0: not really, it just means I have to talk more. And I I know how to keep pressing the button and not let go of it and just keep talking endlessly. But I just feel like the shit I say is less meaningful because it's so much of it, you and know?
1: Why do you feel that way, Ramsey?
0: Because it's my job to create interesting 50 minutes to listen to, you know, like something... It's, just something, it's not even my job. It's what I want to create. I want to create something that's interesting to listen to for 50 minutes just so I can at least listen to it and enjoy it and say, okay, maybe I want to listen to that one day again.
1: Is it truly you want something interesting or want something enjoyable?
0: I really, the most purest answer I can give you is I want anyone who doesn't have friends can sit down and listen to the people talk and feel like he, he's there with his friends.
1: So it's... Uh,
0: it's made for me when I had no friends. So
1: it's neither, uh, neither uh, interesting nor joyful. It's something to connect to.
0: I want the person who's listening to feel like uh, how I felt when I would listen to the Joe Rogan experience, when I would live in isolation and I had no friends and I'd only play video games and listen to that podcast because <clears throat> I was forced to live that way in that country in my circumstances. I want anyone who's in that situation, who's living in a country where it's dry and everyone is alone, to be able to, to feel like...
1: Especially now with the corona. social... Yeah.
0: It's fucked. I mean, people who are depressed are... It's fucked. I feel so and bad. It's, get,
1: it's getting much uh, worse. time.
0: Everyone needs to become an expert in the coming years on how to be okay with just living with themselves.
1: And handling their own shit.
0: And just enjoying their own company. Exactly which is not easy, because sometimes you do need friends. Like as much as I learned how to deal with myself, at least half the time I was depressed. Even knowing how to deal with myself, even knowing the basic lessons and not forgetting them under stress, applying them, you would still get fucked.
1: Yeah, you still get tired after a while.
0: You still need to see someone you give a fuck about. Let's say you live in a country where everyone is dry, everyone is like this, you know? Having a good friend just, it's so hard in some countries because of the way it is to make a really good friend. There's just, the environment does not put you in those missions, on those quests together to go and become good friends, because you have to be friends. So you're not gonna have those connections and every time you go out with people, it's gonna feel like it's meaningless. That's at least what was my experience in some places, where in other places where people really needed each other, you know every time you go out with people it feels like a quest it feels like an adventure oh shit we need to go get this this is so important because we don't have this we don't have water tomorrow or we don't have electricity or we won't we won't know what to eat tomorrow you know we need to do something and like we're going together like i know there's a bunch of fucking dogs here trying to bite me <laughs> in the street you know at fucking four in the morning but hey i, I need to protect my friend because if he gets spit i can't just call an ambulance i have to drag him to the pharmacy where they're going to stitch him up with a needle with, without wearing gloves or anything like you know what I mean like and I, hopefully they have the right injection for him because of the dogs you know and I have to go quickly on my bike that doesn't turn on to all the other you know it's no joke it's not uh, I'm not in Switzerland it's a serious, uh, it's a serious situation thing. I have to be, we have to take care of each other or whatever you know yeah, you give a fuck about each other more <clears throat> and that's what I love like to me I need a bit of that and I need a bit of alone but I need that too I need to have good friends. Because if I don't even, uh, no matter how fucking good I am at living in isolation, it's gonna destroy me. You know, I'll never hear, I'll never forget the stories I've heard from people who've actually been in actual isolation by force. And those are terrifying. You know, I met a guy who forgot how to talk. No. You know, after he, he, he was in the US military and he uh, punched his uh, commanding officer and uh he was in the navy and he got sent to isolation for two months and he went crazy he started learning how to talk to himself he started learning how to talk in weird noise he, like he lost his mind and he didn't know how to talk to people he told me for three months sure. it took him three months to learn how to talk to people again or more i forgot but like it really it fucked him up for two years to where it, it took him two years to get to the way he was before he went in oh,
1: man, that's so extreme
0: but again, you can go in and know exactly how to deal with it. Like in scuba diving. I know this dive is going to be two months of isolation. What am I going to prepare? How? What am I going to breathe? What is going to be my intake? You have to be aware of what, are you, what it is you're going to be breathing psychologically in that time. Put yourself in
1: such a situation. Like you have two month isolation.
0: Some people say they meditate in that time. And they portion all their foods out. Did we discuss this? No. Anyway... You have to portion all your foods out. You have to make everything last. Like I give you three meals, you have to portion them up into like bites. Oh yeah, we to, talked to about to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But you also have to do this to to survive. You have to be able to exercise. You have to okay find out the dimensions of where you're staying. Okay, it's gonna be four meters by four meters, which is really big. Okay, I can I can start running laps every every day. I'm gonna work out for six hours, just running back and forth. I'm gonna do ten thousand steps. I'm going to count them and then I'm going to do 10,000... Push- you start pushing your body because that's all you have. You brush your teeth. You take your time when you brush your teeth. You do it right. You make everything that is basic that you do now as a human being but you make it as long as possible. When it comes to eating food, it comes to drinking it. water. you And then you sit down and sleep as much as you can. When you get bored of sleeping, you try and do something fun. If you don't have any books, you start trying to pay, write on the walls. You do anything you can to occupy yourself. And if you don't... You have to try and meditate at that point. Remember to relax, sit down, breathe. I know this is... I want to scream right now. Remember, oh, fuck it. What's the point? Stay calm. Maybe we should scream for one hour, the next hour. And there's nothing you can do to prepare for that, in my opinion. Yeah, true. Nothing.
1: Because you've never been there before.
0: You have to be ready to to, to be in a situation where you're not ready, basically. And be okay just with that idea. So when you're in that situation... Look, I learned to be okay with the idea that I'm not going to be ready. and We'll figure it out.
1: Still the
0: 4%? Yeah, the 4%. I call, it's not, one is nothing. It's at least four. With the, with the microphone. With the, There's always going to be that 4% in life. In everything. There will always be that
1: 4%. So I understand for you, less than 4%, it's uh, negligible.
0: 5%. That's Ooh, I feel that now.
1: 5%.
0: Yeah, that's the whole hand. Wow, look uh, at that. You know that's that's a number you can fucking f- physically feel when you open your palm. Oh, it's that much, yeah. My favorite thing is when my 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 construction worker, uh, my carpenter, looks at me, looks in me, in the eyes after a rough fucking like. And I just see the tiredness in his eyes. i oh my god, what have you been through? I can't even imagine. Like I just look at those eyes, and he looks at me, and tells me, "Man, life is not easy." What just like fuck? that out of nowhere yeah like we'll just be talking about his kids and he just looks at life. life is not easy fuck man this guy this guy i don't know what what those eyes are oh my god those eyes are strong i really felt that today i was looking at him in the eyes i was sitting with him he was smoking and having some coffee he turned off his cigarette and he looked at me like it's not easy life is not easy
1: How old is he?
0: He's like, I don't know, 41? (laughs) (laughs) Old enough. But like, fuck, man, if you're six and you've had a really rough childhood, you're older. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I've met some people who've had different perspectives. That was the most, I think, the most powerful thing he ever told me in his life. and just the way he looked at me. It's just the way it is. It needs to be accepted and then...
1: No, that's, that's why it's controversial. It shouldn't be accepted. Listen. It's something we have to fight to change.
0: Okay, okay. i am let you get to your little Fuck b- you. t- a stereotypical ending rambling. But listen, we have to accept it and then we can start building on it. If we don't accept it, okay, we won't. If we just yell at it and we don't understand it... Not accept
1: it, it, acknowledge it.
0: We have to accept it. We have to be in reality and reality is face to face at that moment. I have to look it in the face and uh, accept this. Okay, okay, it's completely fucked. Is there any way to really fix it? And then that's where you start going to places. Now I'm gonna go hold the stick and scream for an hour because that's gonna do something. It might. Eh. Will it really? It might. Yeah, it's like throwing a rock into the ocean and hoping something worth catch uh, a fish.
1: trying anything for.
0: If so, okay, if something is worth trying, anything for, all right. But if it's really important to you, you're not gonna, you're gonna try harder. You're gonna find a way to do it better. Yeah, maybe. You don't really believe that.
1: No, I, no, I do. It's just like two perspectives. You call it acceptance. I call it acknowledgement. But it's uh, basically the same thing, deep down. To to what end? It's the same thing, so yeah, you're right.
0: At the same time, you're fucked, you know? It's, it's, it's up to the people who see that and, and say, wow, that's fucked up. We should change this culture. We should, make, we should at least start debates in the halls of this culture. The most ethical... People who work in the most ethical industries like charities are some of the most toxic people I've personally ever met. Like, they're the kind of people who would sacrifice a $100,000 donation and turn it into $50,000 of actual help. It's just so they can throw a whole fundraiser to make themselves so good to take a photo. You know what I mean? It's disgusting. Yeah. When they could have saved way more lives if they... But they don't give a fuck. Who's going to tell them they're bad people? They're working to save people's lives. or what, You know what I mean? They're working in a charity or whatever. Fuck those people. Man, those people. Are, I'm not saying everyone who works in a charity is this evil, but yeah. like... Uh, I don't know. I've met some people who are disgusting in this area, not to say that uh, you know, not everyone is that. Like, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, uh, there's a good portion of them. <laughs> a really good portion. No, uh, small. like 5%, yeah. 5%, uh, uh, Five percent. Five percent. Five four percent. You know, but there, there's going to be people like that out there.
1: Yeah, it's only normal.
0: But by the time you get to anywhere in life, like let's say I, I saw you die in my own arms and I was crazy and I, to, I wanted to learn how to become a politician just to change this law one day just so no one can ever suffer like my friend did who died in my arms. And by the time I get to politics, this whole idea is gone. Mm. I'm dealing with so many other fucking clusterfucks around me that are happening that I can't be even fucking psychologically bothered to be concerned about this thing that, you, that I was worried about 10 years ago. I can physically hear my own heartbeat through my ear. Really? Yeah. How so? Like I can hear it not coming like from noise, but like I can feel the pressure in my ear of my own heartbeat and hear it because the the beat is so close to my ear I can hear it. Does that make sense?
1: You can feel the heartbeat in your ear?
0: Yeah. I can almost hear the vein that's beating in my ear. That's nice. Isn't the heartbeat kind of scary? It's calming. Don't you find it calming? If you just listen to it like that, but when you think about it, an engine that's beating, and one day this engine is just gonna a part's gonna break, a screw's gonna get loose, a wire's gonna get fucked, uh, oil is gonna come out the gas of the where it shouldn't be. You know, something that's wrong is gonna happen. You just think of everything that's gonna go wrong with this engine one day, and how you need to fix it. Maybe that's just a problem in the way of my the my thinking. But to me that's what I think about when I hear this when I look at something beautiful, I just I am already thinking about how it's gonna get ruined one day. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is so beautiful, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen to it. Not in like yes, fucking get destroyed way, but in a way like, yeah, that's what happens, fuck. What a shame. It would be nice to see one of these things make it. <laughs> that's how I feel about my heartbeat. So in the end of the day, Ahmad, and you really don't know what the fuck is the reason you saw this horrible thing. It could be the motivating factor that pushes you to go do something about it, or it could just be like disgust, just just to make you see it, just to, just to add that to your library. And it could always be those beautiful things that you just see, and you're like, like look the look on my construction worker's face. Uh, you know, when when he when he was talking to me about how hard life is. And he gave me that look. And it always goes back to fucking sight in the end of the day, you know? Just a look can tell a a fucking whole story. And with that being said, let's let's be careful what we fucking look at. (laughs) Mr. Rape, (laughs) signing off.